Welcome in. Back in studio today, Bill Michaels Show. On this Thursday, the Fantasy Football Thursday edition, Paul Jarchian is going to be here today. Uh, you want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow over there uh, at Grant, or excuse me, at Wisco Grant is where you can find Grant Bills. We got Instagram, uh, The Bill Michaels Show on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook. Uh, simply Bill Michaels Show. If you go to YouTube, go to YouTube.com. Smash the subscribe button, which is absolutely free. Smash it. And uh, then you can uh, be notified when we go on the air on YouTube and watch the program, should you choose to do so. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, then after the fact, uh, we've got um, Twitch TV, Kick TV, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Adam Willard chiming in over on LinkedIn. How you doing, Adam Willard? Haven't talked to him in forever. Ever. Used to work for the Packers, as a matter of fact. So good to see Adam. How you been, buddy? Uh, you can also track us down, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You've got uh, the website, thebillmichaels.com. And the app, which is The Zone Madison. The Zone Madison. And uh, then you've got, uh, you can listen after the fact on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're on LinkedIn. We're, we're everywhere. So, anyway. How you doing today, Grant Bills? I'm doing good. I assume I'm a little bit better rested than you. You were road tripping last night. You were playing to a massive crowd at Flipside last night, though. Yeah, we had a a good crowd, and they stayed. So I got out of Well, work to get Bill back. Uh, Bill, if you weren't listening to the huddle last night or watching the streams or anything like that, there was a live like studio audience coming in and out of break. Like I'm sitting back here in the studio and, and Bill will have to talk more about it when he gets reconnected. But I felt like I was producing I, I don't know, like Fallon or Kimmel. Are, are you there? Yeah, now you're now you're back. I got there you. There we now. go. Okay. I have no idea what happened. I I've been telling our engineering department the the equipment that I'm using, the one piece of equipment that links me into you every day, it's old. And we need <laughs> to replace it. And nobody listens to me. And it just shut down. For whatever reason, all by itself, it just shut down. Well, so, I can uh, I can send them that clip. There's the warning salvo. Yeah, that's a yeah. good bit of I was just saying that you were in front of a massive crowd last night with applause in and out of breaks. It was crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, a lot of people that some people I had seen and know, uh, others that I had met for the first time. But a lot of people came out. They listened. Uh, people are happy that you're a part of the program, that you uh, that you came over. They like they like that fact. Uh, but uh, Scott Emmerich was great last night. We had a great time with him. He was really good, and uh, it was it was a pleasure to finally meet him face to face. We've done some stuff via high school. We've done some stuff via Packers, but that was the first time we actually had met. So we had talked to him, and uh, then everybody stayed. So normally I can tear everything down, all the equipment, and get out of there within a half an hour. Last night it was almost ten o'clock before I ended up leaving. So I got home last night. Mm, probably going on almost one, something like that, one in the morning. And it was back up at uh, at six this morning and had to start unloading the car and getting the equipment in. And uh, the studio is pretty much set up. It's kind of plug and play, so it's not that difficult. But I got up this morning and made sure everything works. Obviously, it doesn't. <laughs> so uh, I did that and I'm back. And then uh, later tonight, I will be uh, up near Iron Mountain, Michigan by the end of the night tonight. So still got more stuff to do. 
Who else do we have today, by the way? We have a loaded, uh, dare I say loaded. I don't like to throw that word around. We're loaded. But I love Eric loaded. Eager, Sumer Sports. We yes. got Charch at noon and Rob Reichel at 1230. And Rob's been cooking yes. up some good stories at Forbes this week. Yes. And we have comments from Matt LaFleur, Aaron Jones, uh, Jordan yes. Love. So we should have a loaded wall-to-wall show today. I'm very excited. So I we, we started the conversation last night. And oh my God, I never thought it would take off the way it did. We started the conversation about, and, and I I know we asked the question and legitimately asked, you know, what happens if, you know, the Packers should, you know, God forbid, lose this game, okay? And I understand all of that. You can lose in the National Football League and yada, yada, yada. But one of the things that I had stated, I said, you know, at some point, you got to take a good hard look at the way the team has been constructed. And we started going through draft choices and the fortification of the team. And now we know that there's some some guys you like. You you like Jaden Reed. You're not quite sure what he's going to amount to, but you like Jaden Reed as a slot guy. You like really like Luke Musgrave as a tight end, even Tucker Craft to a certain extent. You're waiting to see what productivity you're going to get out of Lucas Van S. You want to see what the next year or so is going to amount to for Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt and Christian Watson in that draft of 2022. But when we went through it, and you think about it, and there's the 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23 drafts. Six years worth of draft choices. Six years worth of draft choices now for Brian Goodikins. Basically rolling the roster over. And to use the phrase from Matt LaFleur, what do you hang your hat on? And there's Rashawn Gary. You know, you can maybe look at a guy like John Runyon, who's been pretty solid and, and a starter almost since day one because of the injury early on uh, when they were down in Jacksonville, first game of the season. He basically found starting time. So he's been pretty solid. But what do you hang your hat on? And so I I look at this upcoming game, and I, I on one hand I want to say there's a lot of anxiety because if you lose to Denver – you know, have we said the wheels fall off? You know, I mean, then what team would you actually be favored against? You got to go out and fight. You got to go out and play. You got to go out and execute. I understand that, but you know, um, but I can only imagine the fire and brimstone that it'll be during the post game show coming up on Sunday. But if they don't win this game, don't you, at some way, have to start taking a hard look and say six years worth of draft choices? What is the level of talent on this team? Who stands out as a a game changer? You know, you see different guys throughout the league. You know, you've got the dynamic uh, dynamicness of a quarterback, and you've got, you know, uh, a Michael Parsons, a Nick Bosa, a T.J. Watt. And you can continue to go through guys like that. You've got a staunch defensive front, like in New York with Quinnen Williams or Chris Jones down in Kansas City. You've got dynamicness at the tight end position and the wide receiver position, and they've accumulated good talent like in Miami with this overwhelming team speed, and they've picked up an incredible rookie wide receiver out in L.A. with the Rams. And So you're looking at all of this, and you're like, where is the hang-your-hat guy? Where is that dynamicness of any player in six years' worth of drafts? And at this point, that's a pretty large litmus test. So, and I 100% understand that there has been a lot of drama that has been swirling around the Green Bay Packers. But you you got to 
you can't ignore it. You just have to say, how good is this team legitimately? Is it the coaching? You know, I, I was I was doing a hit with Viroqua this morning and our guy Ernie up there, and he said, but we got all these number one draft choices on defense. And I said, well, Ryan, I can go through a, the litany of number one overall draft choices that never amounted to crap. Just because they have the number one in front of them, all that means is you're going to hang on to them a little bit longer because you're going to give them every opportunity in the world to either be successful or fail, which means if they're your weakest link, they're going to be your weakest link for four to five years. Otherwise, you're admitting a first-round draft choice that's supposed to be a sure thing wasn't a sure thing, and you're walking away with egg on your face. Now, you've done it now how many times? How many times that they've drafted number one and went with defense, and what's it, what's it gotten them? They were 30th against the run going into the Vegas, Vegas game. They were 15th against the pass. They were 18th or 19th overall in defense, points, yards, all that. I mean – What's it gotten you? Eight, eight number one picks. Now, Stokes hasn't been on the field, given that. And you've lost Campbell and, and Quay Walker, and you've lost your linebacking core and such. But you've got all this talent, and you're 18th in the league? That, that, that is absolutely positively, one, insane, and two, unbelievably unacceptable. Unbelie- so is it coaching or is it the talent? <clears throat> I think you start, have to ask, you start having to ask yourself that question now. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. But it was one of those conversations that last night we started to have, and we just kind of glossed over it. And I woke up this morning, and my inbox was buried with people that are now going after, you know, Gudikins didn't give Joe Barry enough to work with, and the talent's not that good. And we keep talking about how great Kenny Clark is, but a nose tackle can't be a game wrecker. And I, I 100% agree. There is nobody right now that impresses you. Rashawn Gary and coming back from the injury, that impresses you. But even Rashawn Gary, it's not Reggie White. He's not Micah Parsons. He's not T.J. Watt. He's not Bosa. He's not, none of those guys. He's not an Aiden Hutchinson. He's, he, you don't have that. So you've you got to be honest and look in the mirror and go, maybe, this team, maybe we expect too much out of a team that's just not that talented. Just not that talented. Uh, now, what you brought up last night was a really good point, though, because in the same breath you said, but where Brian Gutekinds has been good has been picking up the free agents, right? The free agents, uh, you look at Devondre Campbell and the, the you know Preston Smith, Zedaria Smith, Adrian Amos, picking up the free agents that have something in the tank to give and then you get the most out of it in Green Bay. That He's been great at that. And the fact that there's going to be about $40 million bucks to spend next year, yeah. You know, hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got to have some optimism because at least you're going to be able to fill some holes once you start seeing some of this money come off the books. So, okay, yeah, you're, you're going to be in a much better position, and in two years you'll even be in a, a better position. So there's that silver lining that's sitting on the, on the horizon, and that's easy to grasp at. But when you talk about, you talk about the life's blood of an organization being the draft, and you don't have anything to hang your hat on, now you start to look at yourself and go, okay, not, not, it's not the same. I don't know if it's the talent or the coaching. So that's, a, that's an area to kind of consider. 
877-867-1670. Did I miss anything there, Grant? Because that was kind of our discussion a little bit last night. No, I love the Brian Gutekind's talking points because he, unlike Jordan Love and unlike Matt LaFleur, he's been in this position a while. Like, I think right. we can evaluate Brian Gutekind, and we talked about it last night. Even more interesting, he's got to rebuild the wide receiver group, the tight end group, the running back group. Right. He's in the middle of doing that right now. I'm really fascinated to see how it goes. Well, they... They took a chance on a wide receiver in Christian Watson, who not a big time program, but you know neither was Randy Moss. So you know you don't really negate that. But guy can't stay on the field. He he can't stay on the field. He hasn't consistently proven his wares. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is good, but not great. Jaden Reed is good, not great. Samari Torrey has certain certainly fallen off in his receptions and looks. Uh, I think he's done a fantastic. I don't know what Luke Musgrave and Tucker Crafts ceiling is I think Tucker Craft's ceiling is a little bit lower I'm excited about Musgrave and what they can do with him uh, I you may have to re-sign Aaron Jones because he's probably your best weapon best player at this point and you can't let him go but you also have to take into consideration you're going to lose him for a couple of games you have to upgrade the running back position you've got to upgrade the line position you've got to upgrade your defensive front it's still not consistent and if it's not your front you know, do you cut loose Preston Smith and hope that Lucas Van Ness is the real deal? I think that's the thought process, but is he, you know? So are you sitting here with a bunch of guys that are salivating and waiting that are going to be really good and turn this team's ar- team, team around? Or do you make changes? And, or do you still go out and start buying a bunch of free agents because what you fortified this team with just isn't going to get the job done? So... And I know that uh, some of these guys have contracts and such in, into next year, but, you know, depending on how much cap space the Packers can garner with that, that maybe they do or don't bring them back. So we'll wait and see. But a lot of things in store for this team coming up in the next next couple of years. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, kind of get into this because it's been a, a, a pretty fast and furious uh, flurry of stuff over on the, uh, the live stream, and I've already gotten a couple of emails I want to read as well, so stay tuned. Stick around. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. I'm wearing it today. I've got the Point Brewery, brewery I should say, uh, shirt on today, and I talked to you yesterday about the Caramel Apple, Cider Boy's Caramel Apple, and I had a buddy of mine in Milwaukee who was listening to the show yesterday called me up and said he couldn't believe how dead on I was. I, I'm telling you, the, they've got a lot of different stuff. The Oktoberfest stuff goes through the end of the month. They've got a uh, Cider Boys Mimosa and a Raz, uh, Raz, Fraz. I can't remember what the hell the name of it is, but the Cider Boys Caramel Apple is, oh, my God, it's fantastic. Uh, so uh, Point Brewing, man, they're nailing it right now. And they've always got the traditional stuff, the lagers and such. And then they've got the, the Snow Pilot coming up uh, for the winter. But, man, that, that Caramel Apple, especially during the fall months, is just phew, dead on that's our friends at point brewing thanks to them for being a big part of the show for uh, a while now certainly appreciate it more of the bill michael this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Say thanks to our friends Lyle and Chad and the entire staff at JL Tire and Service Center. They're both in uh, Watertown and in Johnson Creek. 
and uh, they uh, have been a terrific tire dealer for a long time, but they do so much more, whether it's an over-the-road big rig driver or whether you're just cruising around in the minivan and the grocery getter, whatever it happens to be, they can take care of you. Not just tires, they do full service, and the best part about it is they're trustworthy and they're philanthropic in their community. That's JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. So, welcome back. We were talking about uh, Brian Gutekunst and uh, the amount of talent that is actually on the field. And I went through kind of a list of players. And if I had to ask you who is dynamic, what would you say? And so I, I started kind of asking that question. Who, who do you hang your hat on? Uh, Rick says, uh, there's nobody to hang your hat on. There's a lot of talent that could be, would be, should be, but will not be. Uh, Tommy says, I think that Brian Gutekinds has done an okay job, not a great job. Some of the guys we have high hopes for have just simply not panned out, and that leads you to believe that maybe he doesn't understand the ceiling of some of these players. Uh, Sandy says, I'm rooting for Brian Gutekinds to pick up a couple more good guys that are going to help this team. He's a Wisconsin guy. We need to root for Wisconsin guys. You know what? Take that out of it, Sandy. I appreciate the sentiment. I really do. But take that out of it. Because does that mean if at this point in time, if he was, say, from Detroit, you'd be wanting his head? Because if that's the case, then you better look at the job that he's doing and not where he comes from. That, to me, doesn't have any qualification at all. At all. I don't care if he grew up underneath Lambeau Field and he was a troll back in the day for Lombardi's teams. It doesn't matter to me. The job is the result. And it's a results-based business, unfortunately. And I'm not being a jerk or anything. I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't. Last night when we were sitting in lacrosse, I mean, he's got obviously roots to lacrosse being at UW lacrosse. And a lot of people are rooting for him. And I, so I said, if he wasn't from here, would you fire him? They said, we would have wanted him gone two years ago. And there were some there that said we wanted him gone after the Jordan Love pick. I, so I, it, that, what's holding on to the sentiment might be where he's coming from. And let me say this. I am not calling for Brian Gutekind's head. That's not what I'm saying. I, I still think there's a little bit of ability right now over the last two years to turn this thing around. You just got to wait and see what pans out for these last two years. But you're six years into draft choices now, into re- the refortification of a team. Of the first two, three years, you don't have anybody left. You got four guys, five guys. That's it, man, that you can't fortify a team that way. That's, that's not good. I mean, the reality is that's <laughs> – you got four guys on a 53-man roster that are, that are older than three years. You know, I, you, can't, you can't build a team that way unless they're veterans, unless they were been here either before that particular portion of the regime or you were picked up via free agency. So, you can't do that. Um, it, it, I, and then you say, well, is it the talent or is it the coaching? Because Gudikins was emphatic this offseason that, hey, the talent's there. Not that he's going to say, hey, I've done a terrible job, fire me. But he said, hey, the talent's there. Um, Marty says, uh, I think that Brian Gudikins has done a good job, not a great job. If I had to give him a, a grade, I would say C-plus at best. Uh, his uh, pick of Jordan Love has been a dismal failure to this point. Um, and then Joe says, I heard you on with Ernie today. 
I agree that Jordan Love seemingly got a big head after the first game and thinks he's arrived. He hasn't done anything to impress anybody yet. He needs to hold his water. I don't know about the big head. I think coming home for the first time to Lambeau Field, and what we were talking about was how kind of he ran out of the tunnel and, you know, excited and flexed up and the whole deal, and then winning that game in the, uh, in the way he did against the Saints. That was energizing. That was moxie. That was kind of feeling a little bit. Like, maybe he's put his stamp on this team. Like, here it is. This is my team. And I don't fault him for that because it's got to be an unbelievable thrill to know that you're the man, and for the first time that you are the man, you get a chance to run out of the tunnel at Lambeau Field. I mean, I I can't imagine what that feeling's like. So I, I get having that energy, that level of excitement, that level of I've arrived. Uh, but that was very short-lived. The ass-kicking you took at the hands of the Detroit Lions, if that wasn't a humbling experience, I don't know what would be. I don't. I have no idea what would be. So we're mad at Jordan Love for being hyped up. Didn't we complain for years that Rodgers wasn't a rah-rah guy? Like, this yeah. is what, – what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, it was as if he – I don't know. Uh, I some people like your stars humble. Other people like your stars to be leaders. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I understand it, but I like I said, I first time you're running out of the tunnel at Lambeau Field, I would act like I'm king of the world, too, because I, I would just be in awe, you know, running out of the tunnel if I was suddenly the man. But anyway, um, Tom says you're almost forced to when your quarterback has a big contract and you're good and don't get the premium draft picks double-edged sword. No, it's really not. It's really not. Because what you look at is everybody that was successful or has been successful that was drafted after you chose what you have. Look at Patrick Queen. Look at T. Higgins. Look, You start to look at all the second, the third, the fourth round guys that were all there. They were all there. And you, you had a chance to take them. What you chose is what you chose. This is the results. And I get it, you know, all those years you draft low. Well, you're still drafting in the first round. You have the ability to trade out, but there's second-rounders and third-rounders and fourth-rounders that have been successful. Hell, there's been seventh-rounders that have been really successful. Tom Brady. I mean, you just look at those guys and say, okay, how, how did we miss them? Brock Purdy. How did we miss them? How were they not on our radar? How come we got jobbed because we didn't take them and somebody else did? And then you look at the team that that you've handed over to the coach, whether it's the head coach, offensive, defensive coordinators, and position coaches, and where are you starting? For a while, we thought Stenovich was some kind of a, a lineman whisperer because it didn't matter. It was plug and play. Whoever you stuck in there, they were fantastic. And then he became the offensive coordinator, and – Butkus took over, and it just hasn't seemed to be at that same level of play. The eyeball test would tell you that. So was it the, the, the changing of the guard? Was it the loss of Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze combined? Were they kind of his confidants? Were they the ones that set up the room on the continuum? Is the posi- I mean, there, there's so much there that you, you can look at and go, okay, what, what was the problem? You can throw a dart at a dartboard and say it. I just, I think the excuses, and Mike, Mike Clemens said this last night, that there is legitimate reasons and then there is excuses. 
And you can look at things and say legitimately, you get a lot of injuries and stars aren't on the field. Absolutely. You understand it. You can't use it as an excuse, but you can understand it. But um, but beyond that, eh. I I just I don't I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's excuses. It's excuses for lackluster play. It's excuses for lackluster talent. It's it's all of that. So, I, I that this is kind of where we're at, which is why coming out of the bye week, I don't really have a feeling for this game. I don't have a good feeling for this game. I hope I'm wrong, but my real gut is like, what happens if it doesn't work out? What are you left? Because you've got a president that's about ready to retire, a general manager that needs to fortify a team that hasn't, a quarterback that looks average at best, and teams are now daring him to throw over the middle and downfield, a coach that has already been accused of putting handcuffs on his offense and, and downplaying the offense down. I mean, I, I don't get into the actual scheme of things, but I know to the eyeball test it hasn't been the same. And whether that's because of talent or line or whatever, I mean, there's a lot of reasons there. We've talked about it. We've got a defense that is highly touted as being talented, but is sitting at 16th to 18th in the league. What do you got to hang your hat on? I'm not saying the season's over. Gordy, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if they lose this game, then what do you have to hang your hat on? Where are you? This game's important for a lot of different reasons. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. I want to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up, so stay tuned. Hey, this portion of the program, uh, got to say thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, always great whenever I get a chance to go to La Crosse, which is the home of Quick Trip, by the way. They're based in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is awesome. An incredible company based right here inside our borders. But I, I went into the one in West Salem yesterday, and uh, I think it was his name was Jim. He was one of the managers and uh, said hello um, and wanted to say thanks. You know, a lot of the things that I'll talk about, people will grab and he just said, you know, uh, really, really great to have the backing of Quick Trip on the program and vice versa. So thanks to the people at Quick Trip. Uh, they, they're always awesome. And we'll see you next time is their catchphrase. And I, I love that. And uh, they're just such good people. So when you get a chance, go into Quick Trip. And, by the way, not to mention the stuff that they can get you, whether it's great deals uh, on, you know, all, all the items you need, such as 99 cents for bread at this point, or – Get you registered to win a brand new Chevy pickup truck. I mean, there's that's a vast array of stuff from bread to trucks, you know, but they can do it. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. Always, always, always go local and support our friends at Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play.
got a wine dinner coming up uh, tomorrow night at the Four Seasons Island Resort up in uh, Pembine, Wisconsin. They're going to be there tomorrow night and going to be a part of that. I think they still have like four seats left. So if you're looking for a weekend getaway, uh, and the Packers game isn't until later on Sunday, so you got time to go there, get there, enjoy the weekend, then head home. Uh, but we're going to be there uh, coming up tomorrow night. Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Beautiful place. And uh, it's going to be that kind of weekend, fall weekend. Uh, hopefully it's uh, the weather's decent, going to get a good walk in, maybe walk the golf course uh, a little bit and just go up and unwind and relax. Got a meeting uh, with the Business Chamber of Commerce uh, and, and a few other things. But for the most part, just going to enjoy the weekend and uh, see some people that uh, obviously are good supporters of the program. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. Also their sister resort, once the snow starts to fly, Pine Mountain. Ski Resort. Uh, the golf course is still open, but, you know, not as many good days to, to golf anymore. But call our girl Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they have got a Halloween costume party coming up next weekend. They've got a New Year's Eve party that's going to be going on. They've got some stuff in January. And then once the snow starts to fly, snowmobile weather in season gets here. And, my God, do a lot of people snowmobile on the trails up there. So, uh, 715-938-5110, and tell them you heard it here. Make sure you tell them you heard it here, and you get 15% off your stay. It's that simple. That's Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Um, so I just posted the poll real quick, and just, you know, because I, I'm just garnering the opinion, just throwing it out there. You tell me if you had to say the uh, um, acquiring of talent, has it been great, average, below average, or poor? It's that simple. Uh, I didn't have another space for above average, uh, unfortunately. But great, average, below average, poor. So uh, you can find me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, let's go to Eric, listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, welcome to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Bill. How you doing, man? I'm doing good today. What you thinking? Well, I'm listening to you talk about uh, this this uh, scenario with Gutekunst and his drafts. And I just want to chime in on putting my two cents worth. And uh, I want to wind back a little bit. Packers had a, a, a three devastating injuries to their defense when uh, B.J. Raji injured his back then retired early. Nick Collins had a career-ending injury, and Desmond Bishop had a career-ending injury. And for the next several years, they spent draft after draft after draft after draft trying to rebuild their defense, and they were primarily concerned with the secondary, and they drafted first-rounder after first-rounder after first-rounder. In that case, I think the problem with coaching, because several of those players left to have fine careers with other teams, and uh, you know they just were squandered here in Green Bay. Now, with Brian Gutekunst, most of his drafts I have thought were good. It's that 2020 draft. That was a fireable offense. I have mm -hmm. to wonder if he was behind the whole thing. I got to wonder if uh, non-football issues were used to make football decisions. That was the worst draft I have ever seen in my life from any sports franchise ever. They were needing Kevin King off the field away from going to the Super Bowl the previous year. They didn't mm -hmm. need a new quarterback. Right. They didn't. They certainly didn't need to reach to to lose their fourth round pick to move up in the first to get a guy that nobody was going to take in the first. 
They didn't need a new running back. They didn't need a, the, the if you go through that draft, the Packers should have drafted exactly what the Baltimore Ravens drafted, one pick ahead of them. They would right. have Patrick Queen, Justin yep. Mudabuke, and that offensive lineman from Mississippi State. You know, they go they go pick quarterback, running back, tight end. If you go the only pick from that entire draft that might be worth the pick that they were picked at is Elton Jenkins. If he right. was even picked in twenty twenty. Other than that, that was a complete and total bust. That was nothing more than a giant big fat middle finger to Aaron Rodgers from the front office of the Packers. That was absolutely ridiculous. I think Gutekunst might be taking the dive for Murphy. You know, Murphy didn't go hire a guy that was going to battle him on things. He said, I'm going to do the football decisions, and then he goes and hires a kid. You know, kind of mm-hmm. threw a half-ass attempt at, pardon my French, at uh, Reggie McKenzie, but, uh, you know, then goes and hires a yes-man from inside the organization that's going to do what he said. And it's just, you know... I, I've liked pretty much most of Gutekind's draft, but 2020, that, that, was, that put such a hole in this team. That knocked them so far behind. That forced a rebuild early. It's just they had a Hall of Fame quarterback that was still throwing, throwing great. This injury is a freak thing. You know, it's it's crying shame, but Rodgers should still be wearing a Packers uniform right now, and they'd be considered in the hunt for it automatically. Now, I mean, there's not one draft from that 2020 draft that looks like they earned, like they deserve to be picked where they were picked at. That's right, and think of this. Think, think of this. 2018, 2019, 2020. Out of all those draft picks, you have six guys that start, and the only guy that's really – Two guys that are more than serviceable is Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins. Because Jair right now isn't playing up to Jair's contract. I'll tell you that right now. Jair is the only no, guy left out of 2018. That. Yeah, something's bugging that guy, too. Something's got he's in his craw. He's not talking too much. Oh, we lost him. I think we lost Eric. That was on your end this time. That wasn't on my end. <laughs> yeah, we can still hear you. It's Eric with the issue right. this time, yeah. Okay. So something happened to Eric, but uh, I get what he's saying. And, and, you know, I I don't know if it was the worst draft ever because I can go through a few drafts. I mean, think of 2017, Kevin King, Josh Jones, Montrevious Adams, Vince Beagle, Jamal Williams, D'Angelo Yancey, Kofi Amikia, Devontae Mays, Malachi Dupree, and the only guy was Aaron Jones out of that draft. And he was a fifth-round draft choice. That wasn't good. I mean, you, 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 there's quite a few drafts you can look at and go, oh, those, those were terrible, terrible draft choices. You got to have at least your top three be serviceable for a while. And, I mean, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. When a, when a general manager says, hey, this guy isn't getting it done, we got to get out of this because you don't want to sink on that guy for too long because, uh, like I've said, you're only as good as your weakest link. And if your weakest link is a high-round draft choice, well, you got to get rid of him. I don't care what the number is in front of his name. But – uh, so I've been happy with that. But the overall thought is being you're not drafting very well. Uh, let's go to Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Great. I just wanted to thank you uh, for having such a great huddle last night, uh, listening to three legends like you, Mike. Oh, I appreciate and it. And Scott, Scott Emmerich. And then you had your uh, rookie in there with uh, – him coming in there, you know, he was doing good too for you. 
And I just wanted to tell you that we sure appreciate it. It was just great listening to you guys. No, awesome. Thank you very much. That was a, We had a lot of fun last night. It was a good place last night, too. Energized crowd. And, and Grant did good, too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's got a lot of, lot of stuff on his plate, you know? He's I think got he does stuff. a phenomenal job for you. He does. You are 100% so, correct. So my, I agree with everything you've been saying, Bill. I said before the season started, could uh, could Lafleur or could um, Gutekind's demise be uh, love? You know, and it could very well be. I I predicted they'd be four and thirteen, and the way it's going, I might be right. Right. You know, you, you may be. And and uh, also, you know, Gutekind's. I mean, people. Do you really think he's going to try to do anything to better the team? You know, and like get anybody before the final, you know, cut down and stuff like that. You mean like at the at the uh, the trade deadline? Right, right. Like uh, say like a like a D back or a safety. You know, what I mean, we could use help yeah. there definitely. Um, I boy, that's a great question. Appreciate the phone call. I don't know. If if you've got an injury and you believe you're – I've always been told that if you believe you're a couple of players away, you make a trade. If you're not, you don't. You stick with what you've got because you don't want to give away any assets for the future for somebody that – now, the now let me say this. If you've got somebody that you're going to trade for that you know is bonafide really good and can be a part of your rebuild and is going to be here for a few years, yes. Yes. But if not, no, you don't go out and make a trade when you're – really like what are you trading for just for a few more wins or a little help or what you know what are you trading for what what is the ultimate goal and yes you want to win games but are you winning enough games to be to be relevant or are you just finding your way down the ladder in uh in the first round of the draft so i i don't think they're going to but i could be wrong uh, let's do this. We'll step away, uh, make take a quick break. Unless they get so thin at a position, you got to go out and find somebody. You know? Then you would have to. 877 uh, 1670 Hit us up and uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, our friends over at Burn Pit Barbecue. Uh, they have now, the gift boxes are starting to be wrapped and come out. And if you have a barbecue lover in your life and you want to find them the perfect gift, and I know we're at the end, we're not even into Halloween yet. I get it. I understand it. But... You know, you got to be ahead of the times, I guess. Uh, there's people like me that are already decorating their house for Christmas because of the timing of everything. So maybe you just got to, you know. Go to burnpitbbq.com. You do three things. One is you get a great prize, or not prize, but great gift, whether it's the sauces, the rubs, the hot sauces, whatever. Two, you support a company right here in Wisconsin. And three, you support a veteran owned company right here in Wisconsin. Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com. That is Burn Pit bbq.com covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network all right team pella listen up thanks john coon customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties check out these big plays incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass no interference on that play coach and stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze can it get any better it can with monthly payments as low as 19 dollars per window 75 dollars per patio door and a free quote at pellawi.com let's go 
Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restricted supplies. Showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Our friends at Veterans America, James and the gang over there, they uh, they work hard for veterans. And uh, what they believe in is uh, getting you into the land that you owned, that you defended. And uh, they they want you to be a homeowner, a happy homeowner. If you need to refi, they can do that. And they're not as stringent as banks and credit unions. They're, they're good people over there. Call James, uh, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. They are called Veterans America, based right in Brookfield, Wisconsin, so anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, 262-745-3333. Again, 262-745-3333. Um, the, uh, let's see here. Uh, the question, wasn't the 2017 draft Ted Thompson? Yes, it was. 2017. That was Kevin King's and Josh Jones and Montrevious Adams and all that stuff. Yes, yes, it was. Um, this is from uh, Reggie. Reggie says, uh, are we being a little bit too hard on Brian Gutekinds because we've been screaming for the head of Joe Barry, so do we believe it's coaching or talent? I, You know what? I think philosophically speaking, we've seen a defense at times that you can look at it and go, eh. That's not being coached right. There's no aggressiveness. There's no, you know, when you're you're third and two, third and four, and you're playing 12 yards off the ball, I mean, come on, you don't need to be a math whiz to figure that out, to watch your your defense die death by a thousand cuts. But I, I don't think, and, and again, I'm not sitting here looking at Brian Gutekind saying he needs to be fired. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, what I am saying is, that in the offseason, we heard about, hey, there's talent. There's talent. You know, we got to be aggressive. we got to put pressure on quarterbacks. There's talent. Not just, you know, with the defense, but overall, there's talent on this team. Okay. But at this point, as I start to look over a fence that could get very ugly, I think you have to. You have to. You know, coaches take time to evaluate during a bye week specifically, evaluate what it is they're doing in the schemes. And they're looking at guys going, how can we coach this guy up to be better? How can we get this group to be better? Okay? All right. That's fair, right? So I think at this point in time, you've got five years, six years of drafts. And now, granted, it's tough to tell what you've got already this season, but you see a couple of good and a couple of okay. Will they ever materialize? And you've got some second-year guys. You're looking for that greatness. You're, you, know, you know it takes a little time, but you're, you, you need it now, and you're kind of looking for that. But you have to I, – I go back to the term that Matt LaFleur used. You have to have something to hang your hat on. What talent-wise in six years 
worth of drafts do you hang your hat on? What dynamic player is a game changer? Tell me. And again, I'm talking about a legit Pro Bowl player that is a game changer. Kenny Clark's been a Pro Bowler, no doubt, okay? He's earned that. But is he a game changer? Who's the game changer? Aaron Jones is your best weapon. I I don't doubt that. But is he the game changer? I don't even know. I don't know if I'd put him on the Christian McCaffrey list. I don't know if I'd put him even on the B. John Robinson list. You know what I mean? Where's the game changer? You know, when you, you go back to when you won a Super Bowl, you had five wide receivers that could all change the game. You had Clay Matthews that could come in and wreck a game. You had Charles Woodson that could wreck a game. They were game changers. And Nick Collins had a Hall of Fame career going before his neck injury. He was a game changer. Then you had a backup, a backup in Tremont Williams and Sam Shields. Just that, that oh, yeah, by the way, speed sitting on the sideline. So... That's what I. That's why I asked that question. You you have to look back and go. Oh wait, wait a minute. Coming up, Eric Eager, Sumer Sports. We're going to talk with him coming up after the top of the hour. Looking forward to that. We'll ask him. Do the Packers have a game changer? We'll take a look at the rest of the NFL as well. Stay tuned. Good stuff today. Real good stuff today. Stay tuned. Bill Michael Show continues right after this. <laughs> 